مهین تاک آفت شهپر مهوش پریوش چه بد کرد In this episode, we tackle another question by Martin. Martin asks, I kind of like that episode you did with that lady about taxis. Can you do one on flights? Welcome to Ask an Iranian. I'm your host, David, and I'm here with my co-host, Mohammad. Welcome aboard. We are once again joined by Shanai. She joined us in sharing flight stories, Iranian style. We recall weird and wonderful stories about Iranian passengers, airports, and airplanes. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and others, fasten your seatbelts, pull your pants up, because we're about to get on with the show. Let's get on with the show. Look who's back tonight. Go straight into the segue. Hello. We're just going to go straight to it, so it's not a segue, is it? You if you just go straight to the subject matter. I'm so busy these days. Yeah. I'm a bit stressed. Who's got time? Oh, why are you stressed, Shanai? You should tell me that I look really stressed and tired. You look fabulous as always, Shanai. No, I don't. You do. You do. Oh, I know. You no. do. Mohammed Salah. Oh, you acknowledge <laughs> I'm here as well. Salah. You? you put on weight chalks, really, one more. I know. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I need more of me. I'm tired because I need to get a lot of shit done before I fly out. So, Shana, you're traveling. I am. You're leaving us. I am. Well, thank you for joining us before you go. I You are coming am. back, are you? I am. Excellent. Okay. Yes. So. Can you not come back? I like can. stay there for a very long time. I can. Great. I won't. I'll be happy. <laughs> I can never allow that. For me to be happy? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you sound like my mom. Yes. But she I doesn't am. say these things out loud. I am. She just sp- doesn't like me. I'm the spirit of your yeah. mother. Freaky. Yeah. <laughs> Freaky. <laughs> very much so. I'll start with an with a with a kind of nostalgic anecdote. Do you guys remember Mehrabad Airport? Oh, yeah, bekhair. It's still exists? it still exists, but you can only do local flights on and it. Pilgrim- actually, and pilgrimage can, flights. Yeah, and which are the international? Yeah, so going to Mecca. Yeah. And I think there's one or two other destinations that they do internationally, but the new for the foreigners, the Kharijis in the audience, they're mm. going to be flying into Imam Khomeini Airport. Most likely. But Mehrabad, the old school, that was uh, when I first ever came to Iran. It was when I first left Iran. And oh. I, I'd like to actually know about your experience of arriving. I have all these memories from leaving. Flying was not super mm. common yet. And yeah. what I remember is every time we went to that airport, we would go like five hours before departure or something. I remember, you know, this was before x-rays. This was before oh, any form of technology. Good times. And there was always like stress in the air because they would literally open your suitcases and check what you're taking. Every mm. single one. Yeah. Every single, not only suitcases, your purses, your backpacks, your bags, yeah. anything that you were carrying. Yeah. They that's would take a, it out, okay. inspect every single bit of it. Yeah. And that's why you had to be there for yeah, uh, you the had flight to be there five early. hours really? earlier. Yeah. And uh, I remember, so they would also do that when you arrived, I remember. Mm. The first few times I went and came back uh, from Austria when I was a student was still Mehrabad Airport. And I remember I would always put all my lacy underwear right on top. I'm going to do that. 
So the guy would open the suitcase and kind of look at that. And he'd obviously had to pull that out in order mm. to get to the bottom. And he would obviously never touch it. So I could put whatever I wanted underneath there. Hold up. I don't get this. Like, what are they worried that you're taking out of the country? Surely it's the other way around. Stacks Surely... of money, stacks of cash. Mm -hmm. Precious metals, precious stones, antiques, drugs. Taking drugs out, out of the country of the is country. a problem. Yes. We have great opium here. Get on there it. is that. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. And there's a monopoly on it, so you don't want. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. That, was, that was the reason. Yeah. Like, you use our channels. <laughs> well, if you take a single bottle of prescribed opium extract sort of thingy that you can get in uh, the pharmacy, and that is different. You can get that in the pharmacy? In, yes. Oh, huh. okay. Yeah. It has been licensed by the IRFDA. If that's <laughs> yes. the name of it. I don't know. But anyway, if you take that to Malaysia and you forget the prescription with you or you don't have proper documents for it, mm -hmm. they'll take you and they put you on the death row. So that's a huge problem for uh, the Iranian diplomatic. Wait, the Malaysians team. put you on the death yeah, row? Yeah, and that's a big okay. problem for the Iranian government and they yeah. have to spend a lot of money as if... On, getting people off yeah, of death row. Off the death row or uh, just, so they check. Or just deny your existence. So, Like who? <laughs> Muhammad who? <laughs> well, we've got a lot <laughs> no, of Muhammad's here. No, he does here. not exist. We're not going to miss that one. Yeah, no, it's fine. That's, take him. Take him. Yeah, probably he's not even Iranian. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, these Muhammad's. Yeah, exactly. Iranian. He's got a yeah. big nose. Who has ever seen a, an Iranian with a big nose? Mm. Right? Yeah. Mm. So okay. Mehrabad, of course, was the first place I arrived in when first coming to Iran as an adult. And uh, if you want to hear about that story, you need to listen to episode number one, How to Greet an Iranian, where I tell you the story of how 30 of my Iranian uh, family members turned up at the airport and I um, had a bit of a surprise. It didn't go down too well. Oh, really? Okay, yeah. well, I'm not going to repeat any of your first podcast stories, but mm. it was mayhem arriving. I remember the arrival hall was like, I don't know, like Victoria train station in Mumbai. It was crammed. Like you could get, you could lose your suitcase there. Mm. You would like exit the customs area and you would enter this throng of people. And it was just like these cheat, like these roses and gole mariam, like everyone was mm. holding a bunch and they're pushing each other around. And, you know, you had to like find your family members somewhere in that in that group that yeah. doesn't happen anymore yeah, i think you're kind of right because it, it was kind of like the miracle of flight back then i know, you know because it it's a big deal it's kind of worn out of it now and mehrabad was much closer than imam Khomeini. oh airport. let's not go there let's not go there you you've reminded me you mentioned about the luggage being lost and the other airport imam Khomeini, the now international place uh i was going to turkey on business and uh, we went with a quite a prominent marketeer always well dressed quite a fancy chap and uh we went to board the flight so you got like two baggage check moments so mm -hmm. the second one mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. you go just before you sort of get on the flight before you board the flight they uh they called him to the side and after they x-rayed it and they said uh you can't take Leon, like the shisha pipe yeah you can't take this and he's like what i haven't got one of them i don't even smoke one of them what are you talking about and they're like, no, you've got one. And he's like, no, I haven't got one. I know what's in my suitcase. Yeah, that would I haven't be a got one of those. thing to have in yeah. your hand luggage. Especially him. If you see him, you're like, what, him? So they opened it up. No shit. There were three items in the bag. And in a big suitcase, just three items in. One was the qaylion, or the shisha. Another one was 
a certain holy book. And now I delicately put that across because the third item was red silk boxer shorts. And of course, we're pissing ourselves laughing at this guy like, what the hell are you taking to Turkey with you? And he's like, none of this is mine. What are you talking about? And they're like, is this your suitcase? And he's like, yeah, I mean, it's my suitcase, but none of the items in it are mine. As it turns out, his suitcase was the same as somebody else's suitcase. And they coincidentally went through the security check at the same time. No. What are the chances? Like, really, what are the chances? Can- they checked it out. And uh, apparently the, uh, the flight was going to Pakistan or some other location or whatever. The luggage got swapped around in the first x-ray. Can what you, are the chances? No, but like, can, can you imagine the disappointment of the other guy <laughs> yeah, when he's like, like what? straight into Lahore and he yeah. opens his suitcase to put on his silk boxers and he's what? like, what is there this is- laptop? These documents? Yeah, what is this no! fancy Armani suit? Which he oh, genuinely, he just, no. and, and so this guy with us, he, uh, he just wore a new Armani suit and hadn't worn it and oh. wanted to wear it for the meeting that we had there. Did he wear the red silk boxers for the meeting? Unfortunately, he he left the suitcase there. And as soon as we arrived in Turkey, he went shopping. Um, But you would take that, right? You know, why pass up a Galeon and some red silky boxer shorts? I I would have pretended they were mine. Of course. Who wouldn't? I know. Right? I mean, come on. I mean, I'm sure the security guards were like, well, he's not claiming it. Yeah, they they, they took that. Yeah, they were like, and they were fighting over it, I'm sure. They're probably torn up. Oh, good Lord. I have a major message of warning for anyone traveling into Iran from any airport (laughs) anywhere in the world. You will notice this, that the the check-in queue at Iranian like flights to Iran is always much longer and takes ages. You're so polite by calling it a queue. Uh, Yes, the grape, the check-in grape uh, (laughs) is always much more chaotic. And it like you always you wonder what's going on. You're like you have your tickets. You need to go there and get your boarding pass. Like what are you doing there? And you literally sometimes feel like people are booking their flights while they're standing there. Mm. Have you noticed this? Yeah. And you're like what like what is going on? And it's like one person with five family members, and you're like, what are you negotiating at this point? Yeah. You know. And I mean, it doesn't happen that much anymore. I think after nine eleven, but. It was always a thing when you, you know, I traveled alone a lot and I had relatively little luggage mm. and somebody would always come up to me and say, can you check in this bag for me? Because mm. like Iranians- I get that a lot as well. No way. Iranians no always have way, too, way too much yeah. luggage. Well, then, and no, because they, they're buying because they can't get stuff in Iran. Yeah. So they're buying like microwaves. But even the other way around, they buy, like they take Orma Sabzi and they have like a whole <laughs> bag of- you know, and you're like, what? Like, what? <laughs> and they, so they have like all this shit. Sometimes they have like cartons with like actual, like, like you know, like cardboard cartons with Shirin yeah. Asal Kuluche or something. And you're like, you're going to Europe. Why? What are you doing? <laughs> you know? You've reminded me actually. I when I came back from Dubai once, I uh, I bought a rug in IKEA. Now IKEA in Dubai is just filled up with Iranians, mm-hmm. all going like in a chakakushkele, in a bigirim, in a IKEA and Zara and H and M are like full of Iranians. Exactly. So so I bought a rug there because in Iran, the country of rugs, you can buy a whole manner of. Fancy rugs, but you but can't buy, like, You cannot buy a plain single colored rug. Yeah. Now, you know, true. the modernist me wants to buy a single rug. So I bought one. I bought a orange rug and I was in the airport and I had to carry it. I was carrying it on my shoulder and all the Iranians were like super offended. What? 
Why are you bringing rugs? Oh. These are like Indian crap. Why are you bringing this stuff mm. in? You should be buying. I'm like, look, I, I would love to buy a single. You don't. I've tried everywhere in Iran. You cannot buy a single colored rug. It's true. It upset them. Yeah. It upset them. Yeah. Iranians travel and they just go shopping. Or if you're my dad, you're just transferring either bread, bad bari from Iran to the UK, or you're transferring cheese from the UK to Iran. <laughs> that's that's what my dad does every few months. I, I, I come back with cheese a lot. Of course. Mohammed, what? What, do you, what do you bring in and take out of the country? Uh, my clothes, usually. That's it? Yeah. Okay, wait, hang yeah, on. What's wants- the weirdest thing you've ever transported? Out of Iran. Mine was like five kilos of fresh bagali. <laughs> of course. In my suitcase. Like I had nothing else to take. And I was like, it's bagali season. I really like bagali. Yeah, and the guy the gave me this huge amount. And I, then I had like five kilos of yeah, fresh the bagali. Yeah. 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 Same year. A ton of vegetables for my cousins. Really? What kind of vegetable? <gasps> like gorma sabzi, kosher. In oh, the- sabzi. Yeah, 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 like sabzi chopped and frozen, and we got some Iranian meat products as well, Ooh. because my aunt thought they're better than the ones in Europe. Of course, I mean, they're, and uh, yeah, no doubt. When I was coming back, I actually put all of them in the garbage, all of the meat products, <laughs> because nobody ate them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Well, it's not weird what I've taken out of Iran, but I realized after, like, sogati. Episode number three or two, <laughs> we did Sogati. So Sogati souvenirs. Mm. Um, so like year after year, I would take like, you know, Minakari, all the fancy like uh, sort of decorative sort of handicrafts of yeah. Iran. Yeah. And, you know, my British friends and family would be like, oh, that's nice. Thank you. Put it to the side on the shelf, add it to the rest of them. And then uh, I just didn't have time one year. So I just got Batman cigarettes a shit ton of them and oh, yeah. uh, not that i gave those to family but i gave them to friends literally a few of my friends were like from now on don't get all that nonsense stuff just bring these cute little tiny cigarettes they, they are quite like iconic cigarettes yeah. all my friends that smoke love them yeah so and they're I, like paper packaged they are little small like chocolate cigarettes yeah like this like the kharajis love that shit they do what do you mean chocolate cigarettes well, I haven't had those since the 90s, so uh, a lot I, of people yeah. won't D- remember they? those. Do you remember those? Chocolate cigarettes? Yes. No. No. I, I'm showing my age here, I should say. Did you? Yes. Were there chocolate cigarettes in Iran? Yeah. No, I, I don't know. We got them from Europe. So Right. These were amazing. As a kid, where they're just chocolate sticks wrapped in edible paper. Mm-hmm. And as a kid, you'd be like, yeah, look at me. Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they were, they were packed in like cigarette paper Really? Packs, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Never were, seen that. They were They're packaged amazing. like yeah. that and uh, just sent you like similar fonts to those. Yeah, yeah. They looked exactly like that. So I, I, I wonder why they banned them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a gateway drug to yeah, smoking. Exactly. Well, that was the plan. They were probably actually somewhere. Yeah, they were, like, they were like, how do we, how do we, how do we yeah, condition how do we, children? To yeah, really how do we like get them started sooner? Do you remember about 12 years ago? Mm-hmm. No, more 15 years ago, definitely 15 years ago, Imam Khomeini Airport was mm-hmm. already operating. Has it been that long already? It, it has. It feels like last year. <laughs> I know. I right? Know. Yeah. Okay. So it was all modern and, you know, like polished and glass and steel. Mm. And um, there was a lady that made the airport announcements. Instead of saying, attention, please, this lady would always say, 
attention, please? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you not Stay remember? Stay on this? your fucking toes, please. No, but did you like do you did you ever pay attention to this? Well, no, actually, I, I never remember... pay attention to any of those. Well, <sighs> I, I just remember the Tanoi women always sounded like they came fresh from like L.A. With dropping the R, like the rolling R all the time. That's no, but they, they always this, had like every, this. like this announcement lady. And please, if there's any listeners who remember this, uh, make yourself heard because I did not imagine this. Like I would travel <laughs> please, there yeah. a lot throughout the year. And it was always this lady and she sounded like she was holding her nose and she'd be like, Tension, please. Flight to such and such to Dubai is departing from. And you're like, you felt like it was expected of you to not relax. You're like, okay, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right. In a, in a place that's already very tense. Yes. Yeah. What What about the uh, on the flights when they're like, you know, welcome aboard. Tiri Tiri Seven Tiri Tiri. No, that's the joke. But the SNL. Generally, the the level of English is is a bit. The thing is, the quality mm. of the microphones on the plane was never good enough for me to actually understand anything that the pilot or anyone else says. And they're like, please sit down. Please sit down. Do they We really? haven't landed. That's a very common thing, though. Because Iranians do start packing up their luggage before. They're like, I need to stand at the door <laughs> of the plane true. before it touches down. Well, you know, you've reminded me, the, uh, the, th- the thing I absolutely love about flying with Iranians is uh, is upon landing. Now they don't do it as much these days, but I make sure it happens. Now when I'm on a oh, flight, oh no, you don't. I do. No. I am. I start that stuff. I am the guy that everyone they facepalm. Like, what the hell is he doing? Because as soon as the wheels hit the ground, oh my whoa! god, you're that like, guy. And and then some people feel obliged to do it, so they join me. But and most other- people are like cringing. Well, anyway, (laughs) you are going to be in hell with those people who take off their shoes and socks and put their feet on the chair. Is that a faux pas? In front of them. I take my shoes off on a flight. Is that a real bad thing to do? It is awful. Really? Why? Why? I mean, unless you you have really smelly feet. It doesn't matter. I don't do it all the time. I don't do it all the time. I would never. I would. I would never do it if I'm like on an aisle seat. Oh, oh! Important question: Are you an aisle or window person? Well, these days I'm aisle. Mohammed? I still got my prostate in place, so I stick to the window. Because really? I got my eyes on prostate. <laughs> yeah. so. Aisle for me is, is, I need the toilet a lot. Really? <laughs> when I, fly. I drink so much coffee and water, I'm just, I'm just a lula. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of toilet, I have a really, another good anecdote. Did you join the Mile High Club? I... On an Iranian flight. I cannot Oh, it's double points. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and you didn't crash. That's extra point. So um, as some of you know, Iran has been under sanctions for a very long time. Forever. Forever. And a lot of the airplane stuff is manufactured by countries that are not willing or allowed or able to yeah, you send, really, it, you, every, send it. Every flight you really think is your last flight. With yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, so the excitement is real. Flying, flying in Iran is like, I, I was once sitting next to an airplane technician and he would tell me stories. He was like, I'm actually just not going to tell you what I've seen and what is going <laughs> oh, no. on. There's spare parts that are just not available, you know, parts that are like under the paneling of the plane. But I once was on a flight. I think it was an Iran air flight. I went to the bathroom. So you know you have like different sets of lights above your seat. You have like the the button for the stewardess or steward button and then you have the light button mm-hmm. and then you have the twisty thing for the AC. Yeah. <laughs> 
and the flushing button on the toilet was had obviously broken and they didn't have the one with the flush sign on it so they replaced it with one of the light buttons from outside oh, no. <laughs> nice did it flush like, over the heads of the people who had their oh, that would have been that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. you know what i cannot confirm that it didn't i don't know yeah. there was suddenly a light mist in the <laughs> oh no oh. yeah that was so funny so yeah but flying is an adventure it that. is well yeah speaking of spare parts and uh, the condition of the planes in iran i was on a flight I, from somewhere in south to tehran and there was this fly it was like buzzing around gaily and enjoying itself and um, unbeknownst to itself yeah, being separated like from his family because, yeah several thousand miles yeah i'm pretty sure he was happy usually people pay was a she? lot of money to get away from their families in south yeah yeah <laughs> Okay. Anyway, uh, it might be true for flies too. But mm, so this guy I was paying attention to because I had nothing else to do. This is the age of no smartphones. And uh, oh, do you oh, remember so. those TVs that would come down? And, and yeah, yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Go ahead. Yes. So after a couple of minutes, I realized the fly was not in the cabin anymore. It was in between... No. The two glasses no. that cannot happen. in the window. And I was like, how did that happen? This is supposed to be a pressured cabin and it is pressured. I did a little bit of investigation with my You poked the left paneling of the plane. Finger. You fingered the it plane. Came out. It just dislocated slightly and air was being sucked out of it. No. And I no. called the flight attendant and said, like, well, this is happening. The fly you see in there was out here and now it's in there and there's this sort of this uh, insulating ring of like elastic mm. sort of material inside the windows and that kind of came out uh, out of the railing. So like so you I, felt a breeze? No, I, I could actually, if I put my hand next to the window, I could feel the air being sucked out of the plane. And uh, we were... <laughs> Did you at that stage fasten your seatbelt? <laughs> I usually don't open my seatbelt. Yeah, so, okay. Yeah, okay. but I don't remember actually. But I called the flight attendant and I had to be really quiet because there were two other people between me and the flight attendant. And like, so it was like, finish con. It's okay. It's okay. My God, this sounds like we're a really symbolic fever dream that Mohammed is describing. It, it does. But it really happened. Oh my God. I mean, wow. did you survive? Did you land okay? And I'm not sure. Have I? Did you make it? Are we all ghosts? Maybe this is lost. Ghost children. <laughs> Are we all ghost babies? <laughs> okay, that's pretty bad. It sounds a bit like what the technician was telling me. I have a good story of the mm. technician. He told me he was once on a plane in Iran. You know, um, devout Muslims pray five times a day. Yes, and but um, not Shias. Shias can. Pray yeah. three times a day. Yes. And he was telling me, it's like, it was time of namaz, the prayer time. Hmm. So they kind of all asked where, which direction Mecca was. The steward or whoever was like, it's that direction. And he was like, 80% of the plane got up and like walked to the forward corner of the plane. And that's kind of a balance issue. Yes. Yeah, right. Uh, it, it is. I didn't know that. It oh, is no, a balance is. issue. Yeah. First and foremost. And the second thing is he was like, and then everybody was doing uh, like Vozu was washing their hands and their feet in the airplane. And it was uh, rocking the plane? No, it wasn't rocking the plane. But when you wash your hands in an airplane sink, you already splatter water everywhere. So imagine washing your feet in there as well. So, and he was like, and I was sitting there 
And I could see that there was like a little stream of water running out of the, the toilet and like down the aisle. <laughs> and he was like, and I know what's under that paneling, like the entire electric oh, system of the plane. Nice. And he was like, I was just praying that I will land safely. Well, as long as you were praying. I know, right? Yeah. yeah but he stayed right. on it. So seat. it's no joke when, when Iranians land. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, because it's like, holy crap, we I'm actually made it. I'm you in clapping. Clap, man. This is, it's a horrible thing to do, honestly. Why clap? Oh, oh don't clap yeah, because exactly. I'm mocking it or don't, I mean... I'm I'm half mocking it and half genuinely amazed that we'd actually made it. Well, Come on. Like Iran's aviation, let's not go into it. We're going to get problems. I avoid flying locally. Like if, unless I'm flying literally to the South Coast. Yeah, I'm a bit nervous uh, flying locally. I, I would take trains or cars. Like yeah. anything, anything up to Shiraz, I will drive. That's yeah. only a few hours you can just drive. Shiraz is like long. But uh, statistically, still you're more likely to survive Iranian flights. Yeah, then then Iranian roads. Oh, by a massive that's true massive margin. Yeah, and it doesn't really? really matter if you're on a bus, which is the primary means of uh, transportation, intercity transportation yeah, in Iran. It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, I, you know, you get chatting with people on flights. You get into all sorts of conversations. Do you miss the days before, as Mohammad said, the mobile people would be forced to interact with one another, especially on the flights that you said, Chennai, where the televisions would be too far away to pay any attention mm-hmm. to all the in-flight entertainment. Let's face it, it was pretty rubbish. It was. No. So, uh, I don't you miss know. those days, actually. I don't really, miss them at yeah. all. The only time I've ever, like, amongst all the flights I've done in my life, and it's probably hundreds, one, I remember being, like, a really handsome, interesting guy that I spoke to. Everyone else was just fucking idiots. I've, ha- I've had uh, a fair share of idiots, and you mentioned that. You reminded me of a story with the the handsome guy. Not that it was a handsome guy for me. But Which it was, was a, you. No, it was, <laughs> like, I was on my I way was, to... Uh, I chatted unfortunately, up it wasn't me, shall I? <laughs> but uh, I was on my way to the UK, and I, there, was a, there was a lovely lady next to me, probably of similar age, and uh, we got chatting. And it was one of those moments when it was like clicking. Like constantly, and I'm like, oh my God, me too. And like, oh my God, you as well. And you know, it's, it's about a five hour journey. Back when you used to go direct to the UK, you still can, but it doesn't happen as much these days. Only uh, Iran Air monopolized the whole direct flight and they charge you a fortune for the privilege. Yeah, so I had like a, a three hour conversation with this girl where I was just like, it is on. I was living in London at the time and, and she was like, I'm in this part of London. And I was thinking in my head like, that's doable. You know, I could travel between that each day to see her and stuff like that. God, you're pathetic. Yeah. And uh, so I was getting ahead of myself on this whole thing. No, I was thinking like, you know, it's fated and all the rest. Literally after like four hours of conversation, me like really getting my hopes up. Then she's like, yeah, yeah, because my husband like this. I was like, and you know, the smile you do when that happens, where you try not to show any change in the face. I've seen that smile on many a man. Mm, Yes, (laughs) husband, your husband. And I watched my dreams crash before my eyes. Yeah. So the plane didn't fall out of the sky and I didn't die. um, Although you wish you had. Yeah. That that was what was going on. On that flight. Well, usually I'm very angry when I'm on Iranian flights. I don't want to be around people generally, and I don't want to be around rude and considerate people more so. And Iranians are not the most considerate and well-managed people when it comes to clusters 
that are named Q's or... Well, as Shanai said earlier, the grape, what was it? The yeah. grape, yes. Exactly. The grape. I love it that. is, it's a grape, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, somebody was taking my seat. Oh, so... that happens. <gasps> Dare they? Oh my God. Oh my God. And, it happens and, uh, so much. Yeah. Yeah. I actually said, okay, this is my seat. And said, like, yeah, no, what difference exactly. does it make? They do. Can you believe it? And that was not the first time I had heard it. And there was this, he was this like old, nice gentleman, Torque. And uh, I said, well, you're right. I do prefer to sit there though. This is uh, the number that has been assigned to me or I'm assigned to, I don't, I don't and know. And if the plane crashes, they will think that I'm you. Ex- right? That is exactly what I and said. And they'll be like, yes. he has really he bad said, like, teeth for a 35-year-old. <laughs> exactly. That's, I, I said, when this plane crashes, I want my family to find my dead body in this seat. Mm. The plane was silent for a second. Now, Mohammed, you uh, honestly uh, don't give a shit about that, but no. that was a good argument. No, I wanted the window. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that was a good argument. It's very important. You have to fight for window seats in your oh, yeah. house. Well, yeah. you, you can have my window seat. Because no, I, people, have, people have no qualms to make you get up eight times for them to pee, but they want the window seat. Yeah, that could be a reason, but I'm autistic. I need okay. to stare out of the window. Yeah, <laughs> so I, I'm not autistic, but I still like staring out of the window. Yeah, I no, do that I on usually destination for a seat next to the window where I can see the, the engines. Where you can see the ocean and the wings that go up oh, and down. Oh, Mohammed, I can't see I the have... engines from first class. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I never. I actually had to fly once in first class. You had to. Yeah. Poor you. Yeah. I mean, I didn't want to. I've only flown first class once all right don't judge me and uh either way, like, either way. Uh, several times for work though just yeah I, well well it was kind of incident because when i first come to iran on that first flight which you can hear about in episode number one i um we took off and as soon as like we got out of the sort of you know take the seatbelts thingy off the uh one of the flight attendants came up and said uh can you uh follow us please and I was a little bit freaked out and he put me in first class and he's like, oh, um, your uncle got in contact with us and has arranged for, for you to be upgraded to first class. Uh, we hope you enjoy it. Now, it was quite <laughs> underwhelming. <laughs> for which, first which, class. Hang on, which, which, which airline? Iran Air. They used to serve caviar on for in first class. I, had oh, that. I think it was that. used I think to. It was that, yeah. They used to, yeah. So it was a seven course meal I had there, and I was sur- I was in the nose of the plane, surrounded by just what I imagine. I think they were all journalists. Well, they all seemed to be journalists, and there wasn't. It was half empty. Yeah. Anyway, or okay. half full, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm the first class is half full kind of girl. You <laughs> yeah. know? I mean, that's the phrase. That's the way the phrase goes. Right. And uh, it was exceptionally underwhelming. It is but, quite um, underwhelming. And there was, because there's no drinkies, no drinkies in first class. What do you mean? You can't have tea. Uh, yeah. And exactly. you can ask for nabot if they have it. You can't have chai nabot. And uh, there's water. Sometimes there is coffee. In the but there's, but coffee. there's no shampoos. No. And let's be honest. I trust you get me. Get like Delister. Yeah, but, but, but honestly, trust juice. me. You like you don't want to get shit faced on any flight that's longer than two hours. The, oh. like high altitude hangovers are oh, the yeah. worst. And, and you get hangovers real quick on flights yeah. as well. Yeah, right? they're really yeah. Yeah, trust me. Not really. So where I was on a like a five six hour flight from Doha, God knows where, 
this lady would come and she was like, there's beer. You want some beer? And we're like, she there's more beer. And nobody's drunk. drinking. Really? <laughs> you should drink it. Really? Yeah, we got actually friendly. I don't uh, mind. I she, was, she was a stewardess and she was trying yeah. to get you drunk. Yeah. That's why she was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, she was interested in. I don't know. She was a piece of the Mohammed. Russian girl. Did so. she tell you which hotel she's staying in? No. Okay. It wasn't on. Yeah. She was just being polite. No, I was already <laughs> talking to this Portuguese girl. Ooh. Oh, playing hard a to get, huh? Seats. Well, like, were you like, were you like, hi, like 34B? Yeah. You're cute. <laughs> no, <laughs> Do you want to come sit back here? <laughs> so, no, she was sitting with her friend and they were editing videos and I was... 34B uh, and 34C. <laughs> 34B is cute. <laughs> yeah. Can you come back here and ditch 34C? <laughs> Sounds like you've been on a flight with English people before. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Mohammed from 39A. And then everyone Everybody will run away and the air marshal would <laughs> come over and say, put your hands on your head, bitch. <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> well, your story, Portuguese girl. There were these two girls who were Instagram influencers. Hot as fuck. How long ago was this? Last year. I'm imagining, I'm imagining two Instagram influencers taking an airplane selfie, like, and Mohammed no, 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 is no, like no, no, five no. rows back, <laughs> like, <laughs> waving at I was, I was under. Uh, I was on the same row, though, then. Ah, okay. And um, the tail of the uh, plane was sort of empty. You know, nobody was there. So, yeah. like, uh, I was looking at the videos, and I felt like I, w- I was being creepy. And I said, like, I... I'm sorry I'm being creepy while looking at the videos, but that's really exciting. I, I pay attention to anything that most because I'm autistic. But uh, <laughs> Oh, that's so. a wonderful like pickup line. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, pay I'm attention autistic. to anything that moves because I'm autistic. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> What's your name? <laughs> I'm Mohammed from 39A and I'm autistic. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I got Tourette, and that's why I want to fuck you in the ass cunt. <laughs> 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 And I had all the leftover beer that the Russian stewardess was offering me. Fuck your beer. <laughs> yeah. And those girls were high as well. Don't, don't. And everyone's so fucking hot on this plane. <laughs> oh, they actually were. There were a lot of hot people on that flight. Guys, I want to be on a flight with someone who has Tourette's because oh. they say the inappropriate, most inappropriate things at the I time. Know, so I they're going to be saying, terrorist, I'm a terrorist. <laughs> like bomb the plane take oh, it down God. take oh. it down slit your throat oh. <laughs> oh, that was... al-la-boo-akbar woo-akbar <laughs> oh my god oh, oh. Right. we took a little bit longer to get there today <laughs> <laughs> oh wow yeah. okay <laughs> There's got to be. Let me just check. There's got to be a video of a Tourette's. So yeah, I'm not. I'm supposed to stop you right there. Yeah, and no. So we're gonna check. Let's check those videos later. But okay. Like, boom, fuck. Hello. Hi. <laughs> yeah. No, I was like, mm. never mind. Here it is. Here it is. <laughs> I want to have your babies. Marry me, bitch. I'll buy you a car. <laughs> hey, Cleo. It's a fucking Cleo. Nice arse. Oh, he's so cute. I feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Fuck. He's like, 
He's from Belfast. He's I know, he's... Thank you. Hi, Jess. <laughs> We're smuggling cocaine. <laughs> 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 Physics is real science. <laughs> Proven by the uh, the way gravity just pulled upon Shania's her elbow was taken off yeah. the table. <laughs> Sir Isaac Newton invented gravity. He did invent because he a was boob fell on his. Oh, there's it was this Persian. Arbaba. Yeah, it's hog. It's hog. It's hog. No tan. There's a really funny comic. <laughs> Of how, you know, how the story is that he sat under an apple and the apple fell on his head and that made him think. Well, he sat under a tree, but uh, yeah. Sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he sat under an apple tree and an apple fell under his head. And there's this really funny comic where he's, it says, if Newton lived in the co- in the tropics yeah. and he's sitting under a coconut palm and he's dead because the coconut fell on his head and he has yeah. a smashed skull. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah, and then gravity would never never have been invented. Yeah, that's why people in tropical regions, they don't invent anything, because the smartest of them, the best and the brightest, they all die. By coconuts. By coconuts. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. I'm going to have a lint ball. You do that. Shall I do the segue now? It is a buttery ball. Bubba June got the buttery balls from the UK. Now, I want to say at this point, the Bubba June... When I fly with Baba June, or I should say when I travel with him anywhere, if any sort of service that we have involves freebies and other people don't take the freebies with them, Baba June takes their freebies with him and yeah. gives them to me yeah. <laughs> or, or passes them off to family. So, uh, Well, actually, that reminds me whenever somebody came to Iran during wartime when I was born, we didn't even have bananas here. I remember oh, yeah. clearly because during the war, bananas were not imported in Iran. Mm. So when they served bananas on the plane, oh, lucky actually, you! Yeah, people who were traveling from oh, Europe yeah. to Tehran, they would bring us the bananas, and we were like, <laughs> "But I <laughs> <laughs> bananas," and which perfectly moves on to how Iranians want to go and drop off their friends and families, or go. You know, go meet them at the airport when they arrive. Fucking hate it. Really? Have uh, I never offered that for you, Shania? I'm kind of a You man, probably right? have. And I think I, I did once. Like, no, after a while. I, said I think you did. And I was like, fuck no. I was, I was hoping you'd say that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, God, Johnny. I would have come, but I would have been like, for fuck's sake, why did you say yes? Yeah, no, no. But that happens. Everyone offers that. That's the tar off thing. You got to do that. Do you remember the time before X rays? I'm not that old. No, before x-rays at the Iranian airports. No. Do you? Well, there there have always been x-rays. They were not necessarily operational all the time. Maybe. But there was, you know, the time when you would arrive and they would open everybody's suitcase. Yes. And And they would do it regardless of the x-ray because the x-rays, some of them were just there for the show. Exactly. And the operators didn't know how to read the the pictures. Like. I remember us once, like my family smuggling hamsters. You could just do that. Like nobody checked. And they were just in this handbag and they just went through. Have you ever like transported animals into Iran or out? I'm about to. If I leave the country for longer than two weeks, I'm going to take the cat with me. Really? Yeah. It was really funny because I heard multiple stories from people that brought their dogs into Iran and they're like, we had like no idea where the animal is going to come out of. And then they're like, and suddenly like the crate with the dog would show up on the luggage belt. <laughs> and they 
there would be this no, yeah. German shepherd rolling around in the in this car oh my God. barking. And you're like, oh, yeah, that, that would be my dog. Yes. Hello. Yeah. Yes. Very. Well, I mean, yeah, animals. So who cares about them? What right. about what about Iranian kids on planes? I have not had any children. They uh, well, they generally Middle quite Eastern. well behaved. My experience of Iranian kids. I don't know how you say that. I know. Uh, maybe you're into screaming, and it gives you maybe your white noise app. No, I've seen very well behaved children on flights back to back. Maybe I'm lucky. And, uh, very lucky. God. But not really. I mean, Middle Eastern children are absolutely loud. And in airports most of and in airplanes. As well. Oh, my God. No, the I have a problem with the parents. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, Iranians are rude, generally. Their kids are, they should be on leash. <laughs> and, uh, Again, I think the parents should be on the leashes. No, they should oh. be in cages. But anyway, yeah. um, or on the trees. They, uh, so are you saying all Iranians should move to the Mexican-U.S. border? Hmm. No. I'll sort them out. That would be such a waste of space blankets. <laughs> I once tripped a child on a plane. Deliberately? Yeah. It was a long well, flight. I think it, it, was, it was like, I don't know, Tehran, London maybe. So it was mm. like a five-hour flight. And this child was just like hyped up on... Oh, San no. each grape juice or something. Oh, which is sugar, color, and water. water. Yeah. Yes. This child was running up and down the aisle for five hours straight. And you know, you know how like it's empty under the aisle panel? So it was like Mr. Sandman. Bring me a dream. That was good. That was good. You can't hear the music. So, no, no, no. That's the thing. No one said it. No one said it. And after like literally three hours of this, I was like, that's it. And so it was like, and I was so happy. That was the one time I was glad I had an aisle seat. So lucky. So lucky. So anyway, when traveling in Iran, you're most likely on a bus, statistically. To get to your destination. Yeah. Okay, that's good. You might be on a train. Will that get you to your des destination? Possibly. Okay. And, or you might be on a flight. Very likely to get you, to, unless it's Ukrainian? Uh, well, oh, too soon. <laughs> it's always you don't too know soon. where the actual <laughs> destination of that plane oh was. Oh my God. Well, Mohammed, in your according to your words, as we started this episode, statistically crossing the road several thousand times more likely to die. Really? There. Yeah, that's true. Easy, several hmm. thousand more times, incomparable. So, um, what would what would someone coming to Iran have to pay attention to? Yeah, you bring know. a headscarf, cover that ass. Yeah. Do not show up in tank tops. No bare skin. Short sleeves. I never got to tell the uh, Amujun story. This uncle came from America after a great long time of not being in Iran. Mm. And we went convoy style, all the family, to go to the airport. And uh, one of my uncles, like when my uncle eventually came out, uh, greeted that uncle with kiss, left, right, left, center, 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 center. What? Whoa. 
Isn't that weird? Yeah, so that was weird. Okay, how do we get ourselves to an exit for the show here and our exit? By standing up and opening our seatbelts before the plane is actually stopped. And then what we will... No, no, before that, let's do it in sequence, okay? So... We clap. So the landing gear goes down. It always comes on so early, the landing gear, right? You always think to yourself, like, really? It always, like, on Iranian planes, it makes way more sound than it, it does. Yeah, it <laughs> You're like, a little bit. I feel like part of the plane just fell off. Like that. No, actually, you can feel the quality of the asphalt of the runway oh that when too. you land on there's, it on an Iranian there's plane. potholes and like you can tell someone like laid a pipe and they made a little bump over it and stuff. Yeah. yeah so uh so the planes you know we're getting there you know three two one touchdown <laughs> Wyman, come on Wyman, join us come on Wyman. that join was us. an absolutely unnecessary display of lack of creativity no, wait. <laughs> Mama wants us to clap again. Seriously, if you clap again, this episode will not see the light of day. What is the temperature? What's the local time? <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for choosing the flight. Have you any <laughs> We had different choices. And thank God for this lower carbonic reference. The temperature is 21 degrees in the destination. And everything is in a Thank you for choosing the flight. That was really good. <laughs> that's actually that, how they sound how like. I never understand but, what they say. But those are the like those are the stewards, like the, the ones that the pilot actually makes. They're like very they're ladies and gentlemen. Oh. This is your pilot, Hassan Rouhani Zadeh speaking. <laughs> oh, that's your president. We have <laughs> no Rouhani Zadeh, the that's... son of the president. <laughs> Lost, I've lost the ability. For the local Iranian. weather is the weather. welcome to Tehran. The local weather is oh, 24 so degrees. So hot. No, it's like, so good. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking. I'm Captain Reza Goliwali. <laughs> what you Reza Goliwali? If you take a look at the right side of your window, you'll see the Mount Damovan. <laughs> uh, that is the highest peak in the. World, no, Middle East. Invented by Iranians. Um, <laughs> we're actually at this altitude, we're flying this fast, and... Uh, no, no. Yeah. Our cruising altitude is such and such. <laughs> Our traveling speed is such and such. Yeah. That's that's like an Adam pilot, not this one. Qol is... Why would you ace that impression of, the, yeah. uh, of both of those? They're that's horrible. Really that was really good. So, so Shania, have yourself an amazing flight. We do hope you come back and join us soon. Don't be away for too long. I will. And when you go away, plug, I need a plug us to everyone over there. Break from all of you. <laughs> so, uh, anyways, I hopefully we'll there's a lot there. more to say about flights, but we just thank you very much for choosing this podcast. We know you had other choices as well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The volume of your headset needs to be <laughs> set responsibly so it won't damage your earplugs, eardrums. Please do smoke and drink on this podcast. Do what the fuck ever you want while listening to this podcast and make sure you listen to it completely. We look forward to having you again on the Ask an Iranian podcast. Goodbye. We out. We out. Khodafis. Khodafis.
To the end of the, if you didn't make it to the end of the podcast, please contact ground staff. Yeah, we are not responsible for anything Shanai said on this episode. <laughs> we love. Why would you be responsible for anything? Because we're men and you're a woman. That's true. You need a male guardian. Mm, I do. Because I need... you can't think for yourself. You're half-brained. Didn't you know? That is true. No, I'm half-brained. How do I know? Who gives you yeah. permission to leave the That's country? a very good point. For yeah, why haven't we spoken about that at the moment? Like, permission to leave the country? Yeah, who yeah. the fuck is giving you out of you... the country? Who's yeah, your male guardian? I am a ownerless woman. No, but I'm serious. Like, what? So basically anybody no, can take you? If you're, if you're, yeah. No, just no one. Because won. you know, no one, no one won. How did you get? <laughs> how did you get free? Uh, no, if you're if you're not married and if you don't have a father, which for some reason they think I don't, then you don't. No, actually, you know, it's like you're 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 getting off the hook because they actually ask uh, for your male guardian's permission. I don't. Your husband or your father, father or your uncle, if you don't have a father or your grandfather. But your brother, no. No. I've never. No. no. Brother would be the last thing. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. Why am I getting off the hook? Because I'm Khariji? Oh, no, no. No, I don't think they actually do that anymore. No, 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 no. A lot of people don't either. But if you're but married, you need to present a letter. If that you are married, is... then yes. No, but even, no, even if you're. Maybe they no. I think the, the reason no. I said they've definitely the, the, changed. They have not changed the laws. No, but the, the, when you're married, the reason that you need a <clears throat> permit is so that you can't like escape your, your marriage, your abusive marriage, or whatever it is. No, um, but uh, well, yeah. I mean, I don't like, think you I, actually need permission if you're not married. Well, okay. Well, there you go. It took us that long to figure out why the hell Shania is able to travel without permission from somebody else. Char Michai Mama. No. I'm thinking. Let me think. Do, do I? I don't know. I'm really tired. 